Well, hello everyone. It's Pam. It's time to Pammy's Chit Chat. So pull up a chair and let's chat. Several things I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how everything old is new again, vintage, retro, whatever you want to call it, going back. So don't ever throw anything away. Keep everything that you ever owned in your entire life. Um, birthdays today. Uh, I, I, I used to talk about the weather, but there's not a whole lot to talk about with that right now just hot Selma Hayek is 54 how about that uh, Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves is 56 he's been around forever hasn't he I mean it just seems like he really has the late Billy Preston it's his birthday today he was born in 1946 and we lost him in 2006 so happy birthday to all of them People having babies all over the place, and probably after this, if this pandemic ever lets up, there will be so many babies everywhere. But Ed Sheeran, the singer, and his wife, it's spelled Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y, but many times that's pronounced Sherry, so who knows. But they welcomed a baby daughter, and they named her Lyra, L-Y-R-A. Nothing wrong with that. That's very pretty. I knew someone in Dallas in a roundabout way that named her daughter Lyric. Yeah, Lyric is now all grown up and a Harvard grad, I understand. So there you go. Name your kid Lyric and they go to Harvard. But the the, the problem with Ed and Sherry Cherry uh, is, the, is the middle name. It's like, why do you do this to kids? First of all, it will be kind of hard for the kid to spell initially. Antarctica. Lyra Antarctica, that is the kid's name. Now, all of you know that vinyl has, is, uh, if you're a snob about your records and vinyl is, is the thing. It's Gary and I have vinyl. We're not snobs. <laughs> we just happen to have them. But that's what I mean about retro and everything all being new again. Same thing about typewriters. Yes. Typewriters are back. Regular manual typewriters are back. People want to use them. They want to create on them. And so I thought I'd talk about them just a little bit. The very first typewriter was uh, the patent for that was June 23rd, 1868. And it was by a journalist. And his name was uh, Christopher Lantham Scholes. Now, Christopher needed help on making that that uh, that little machine happen that, that was uh, world-changing. He got helped from a machinist, Samuel W. Soleil, and a fellow inventor, Carlos Glidden. You know, I like to paint. I don't know. But he, uh, he spent the summer of 1867 developing the machine, and he, by September, he was ready to and did type his name in all capital letters. Now, I want to talk to Gary. I have Gary here for just a minute. I'm Good morning, Pam. Good morning. I want to talk more about about the history and the first the first novel, the first book that was written uh, on a typewriter. Uh, Gary, do you know who that how who wrote the first novel? Uh, if you, if you don't, uh, let's. If you do, let's save that for just a minute. But uh, you kind of have a story about typewriter. Now I know how to type the right way on a keyboard. 
because my father made me take typing against my will, and I will forever be grateful for that. But you are a really fast typist, and you don't type that standard way. And you had a you you started out like I did on a manual typewriter. I did, I did. I'm totally self-taught, um, and yeah, my 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 typewriter story goes back to. Uh, Probably my first year in junior high, I think it was the seventh grade, but um, very early on, I was always an aspiring writer. You know, I wanted to write stories, short stories, poems. Uh, you know, I, I worked at my sixth grade paper, but yeah, I just like to write. And so I said, you know, my, my as you know, my handwriting is not great. No, I'll join the club on that. No, I, I can't even read it myself a lot of the time. And uh, everybody said I should have been a doctor, but uh, I have very bad handwriting. And handwriting really, I mean, you know, bow to Charles Dickens and all the people yeah. that wrote those long books. But uh, to me, it was very tedious. So I started bugging my father for a typewriter. And I, you know, I really, really needed a typewriter. And so, bless his heart, he um, went to a pawn shop in Fort Worth, Texas, and they had a typewriter. And so, um, I think he got it for 30 bucks or thereabouts, and that, and he gave it to me. And I was thrilled that now I had a typewriter. And... You know, it had one of those ribbons. It oh, had, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the black ribbon, and some had it half black, half red, yeah. mm -hmm. where you could, you know, mm -hmm. switch colors. Yeah. So, of course, I had to learn to type because, you know, it was, uh, uh, now I had it. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. So it was like, okay, I found the keys. And long story short, you know, I did the old two-finger typing method, uh, and... Once you do the two finger, you it's almost like you can't unlearn it. Right, right. You know, it's to to do the regular way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So I just stuck with it, and the more I typed, the more faster I guess the faster I got. So eventually, it got got up to I would say probably 40, 45 words a minute, uh, without too many mistakes. Although I had my share of the little eraser mm -hmm. and the. Uh, Liquid, the, and the uh, liquid paper. Yeah, liquid paper, right. Uh, you know, I had a lot of that, but, of course, I finally graduated from from uh, the manual uh, to one day, really, a computer screen. But to this very day, although these many years later, I'm still two-finger typist. But you're really very fast. If we were to really do a test on you, I'm not sure how fast you would be. I will be talking about Forbes uh, has come out with the top 100 celebrities who, uh, who made the most money uh, in uh, this past year. And, you know, it, and it's, it's incredible why I bring that up is because this poor guy who really put together, the, these three guys really, put together the first typewriter, they couldn't even sell the first 50 machines they made, you know, it's like, well, and, and it changed the world, you know, and here are these, you know, idiot, uh, which I'll get to later, uh, on Forbes making this insane amount of money, but actually, these these guys were not the first, because these potential typewriters really goes back to uh, 
the the first uh, attempt patent attempt was was before that in 1714 by an Englishman named Henry Mill. I thought you were going to say Leonardo da Vinci because <laughs> he did everything. I mean, every invention you can go back to Leonardo. You, you're right. You're really right about that. But no, it was them, and uh, and so the the uh, patent the, the business ended up getting sold to, of course, Remington. The yeah. gunmaker. That yeah. I wish they'd stu stuck with the, you know, the machines that they had. But really, the uh, the typewriter did change the world. It changed the world in so many ways because it gave a lot of employment opportunity to people, uh, particularly women, way back in the day. To to uh, they needed to be hired in order to to you know to run the machines. And so that was a machine that women uh, could easily learn and and, and use. You know, I have to add one more little uh, uh, add-on to that typewriter oh, yeah. story of the pawn, the pawn shop. Uh, I had found out that the person that pawned the typewriter was a reporter for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And wow. So here in the seventh grade, I've got this typewriter that used to belong to a reporter for the Star-Telegram. And, you know, probably what? All those years later. Yeah, you know, 12... It doesn't matter. You ended up at the Star Whatever it is, I ended up at the Star-Telegram, reporting at the Star-Telegram. Well, the the uh, typewriter, whether it was manual or uh, electric, which did uh, really change everything for me because I'm pretty fast. I make a lot of typos now because I'm typing on these little screens like my phone. And so now I, but I used to not make a mistake, but I do now because I, I still try to go that same speed. But uh, other typewriter makers came on the scene after Remington. Uh, really, Remington was the one that really got it out there into the business world. But Underwood, and that was my dad's typewriter, was in Underwood. Smith Corona, you know, all of these other machines came out. And from, from this early beginning in the 1800s until the 1980s, Typewriters were a force in businesses and newsrooms, uh, in particular for journalists. Well, you know, and IBM really revolutionized IBM. it with they this did. electric uh, yeah. typewriter. Yeah, they did. And then in the 80s, they began to be replaced, at the very early 80s, by computer monitors and terminals where you could really see what you were writing. And One oh, of the funny stories at the Star-Telegram was Jerry Flemons, a very famous, uh, talented writer there and travel writer, uh, you know, even when the electrics came on and the computers, that he still had a manual typewriter, and he used to joke that the only people left in the world that used manual typewriters was him and the Unabomber. <laughs> that's a, that's a, he, was a, he really was a, a fantastic writer. I want to talk a little bit about the, the uh, keyboard, though, because um, it kind of like... Uh, you can't unlearn, you know, the, the like you said, typing with two fingers. It's kind of the same thing. I'm really glad that these the the QWERTY uh, keyboard is used on the devices because that even though I make typos, now it still helps. QWERTY, if you don't know what that is, the, the keyboard has um, a weird setup of letters. It's not like A, B, C. And when I first started typing, I thought that made no sense, and why did they do it that way? And and I now know why they did it. The typing teachers, they don't bother to chase stuff like that. But the 
the top keys on the left that you're going to use if you use the um, if you touch a touch typist if you know the keyboard is QWERTY key Q W E R T Y that's the top level uh, letters and the reason that they that they laid out the keyboards this way is to in the beginning was to slow typists down because if you went too fast in those early machines it the the uh, typewriter would jam and and interesting I'm, yeah and so that that you had to learn this and so QWERTY is a standard uh, that's the name for that kind of on any device no matter what that's what it's called QWERTY and if you look on your keyboard up above your left hand if you rest your fingers on the home keys um, that's you see it QWERTY and the, the home keys are A S D F G H J, K, L, semicolon, semicolon. It's like, why even have that there? That's totally useless. <laughs> totally useless punctuation. I mean, how often do you use semicolon? But, but that's why the weird, the weird layout for, um, for, the, for the keyboards. And when I was learning, even on a, a, a manual typewriter where you had to really push down on the keys, you would jam it. So I, I get that and I understand. Oh, that's that really works. interesting. Yeah, that's it. Really, there was a method to the madness. Now, QWERTY, if you type it in, that's kind of used as slang for in texting. It's like that's a tech term. It's it's used a little bit, a little bit in slang. But let's go back, to, and then I'll let you go. And when I talk about Forbes, but the first novel written on uh, a typewriter. Yes, do tell. To be in written. Yeah. You want to? Do you want to take a stab? Ooh. Let's see, 1800s and then the early 1900s. It's a it's a significant writer and a significant book, but um, it's fiction. Jack London. Uh, well, good guess. It's Tom Sawyer. Oh, really? Mark Twain wow. was the first author to use a typewriter to create a novel. Wow. With Tom Sawyer, which he uh, included Tom Sawyer in. Went two other books as well, but that was the first. Was, I'll be well. Wow! Yeah, I learned something today. Isn't that isn't that incredible? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Gary, for that. Um, now let's talk about Forbes and the list of the top 100 celebrities who made the most money. The first two make you just go. They made the most. They made the most money last year. Kylie Jenner and Kanye West. They were the top two. So, you know, here you have people making, you know, she made her money primarily from selling her undervalued, under, you know, makeup stuff to Cody. And Kanye made his bulk of his money from his Yeezy shoes, the deal he made with Adidas. However, there are some people on there that actually you know, are, are uh, you're happy to see because they are doing things that matter, like LeBron James. LeBron James came in at number nine. Dwayne Johnson was number ten. And a fellow uh, Palm Beacher came in at number 15. Can you guess who that is? Number 15, a fellow Palm Beacher. Yeah, well, you know, he dines on Palm Beach, and, and so I can say fellow Palm Beach. We've seen him <laughs> in restaurants. In oh, Patterson. Yeah, James Patterson came in at number 15. And what's his worth? 80 million. 
80 million. Uh, 80 million, yeah. Ryan Reynolds made the list uh, somewhere. Uh, Elton John, a lot of people on there, but uh, Howard Stern made it. Uh, LeBron was uh, 88.2. Dwayne Johnson was 87.5. Uh, Kylie Jenner was $590 million. Kanye West was one hundred and seventy million. Five hundred. Five hundred and ninety million dollars, oh according gosh. to Forbes. Mm. So anyway, mm. uh, that uh, <laughs> here we are on Hump Day, and uh, you know, you and I still can't think of anything to you know to make that list. You know, Gary, come on. <laughs> People are you know naming their babies crazy names. Uh, Adele got in trouble for. Uh, uh, it's, uh, her hair do that she shouldn't have done recently. Um, anyway, all kinds of crazy stuff. People are going crazy, as I said yesterday. People are ready to snap. They're ready to, we're all ready to snap. But a lot of people are making money even in this pandemic. So. Well, that whole news about how much Kim is worth is really depressed me. Now that's Kylie. That's the that's the young. Oh, the young. That's one. not Kim Kardashian. That's Bruce Jenner's spawn. Oh. Not the Kardashian. She's the younger sister who is a barely a, in her 20s. Barely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's already had a baby and she's living large. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, when you're just a working schmuck, yeah. um, you know, you can barely make ends meet. So I don't know what to say about all that except to say people out there, do your thing. Keep it real and come up with something brilliant and make you some money, whatever that may be. But while you're doing it, wear a mask and social distance yourself from others. We need to take it up on ourselves to try to get this under control because nobody else is going to help us so, on a big on a big scale. So we need to do it ourselves as a, as a country. Um, and many people are doing that. So keep it real. Keep on keeping on in whatever that you are doing. Try to be kind and try to do something nice for someone else, no matter how small it may be. Thanks, Gary, for joining in. I appreciate you. It's not even Friday, and I I stopped you from working to, to join in on, on what we're doing. Yes, he is still, we are still plugging away on our little onesie-twosies, so <laughs> that's all right. Well, thank you for inviting me, and I learned something new today. Thank you for that. Well, like I said, like vinyl, you know, those typewriters, I wish we still had yours from back in the day because that's when they came in nice cases like a, like, a, like luggage, and, and uh, it was really kind of cool to see that. And uh, so I hope that all of you guys are keeping your head up and doing what you can to get through this. Thanks for being with us. We do appreciate it, don't we, Gary? We sure do. Visit our website, northpalmbeachlife.com, and our YouTube channel by the same name, or my other podcast, or my books on Amazon, whatever you want to do, whatever that may be. But mostly, stay with us.